Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show for Thursday, June 15th. This is On Deck. I'm Steven Nesbitt, and I'm here with Levi Weaver. Levi, what's happening? Not a whole lot happening here. I do have some apologies to make to the A's, which I will get to in a minute. Uh, We're going to talk about them first. They seem to not be able to lose a single baseball game. Uh, They have a seven-game winning streak. We're going to talk about the reverse boycott that happened. Uh, We are also going to preview our top series for the weekend. We're going to make our arms race picks, of course. And uh, Steven is going to recite all prime numbers under 100 and rank them in order of how good a uniform number they are. Sorry, in advance to number 83. That reminds me of when I started a uh, story with Cole Figueroa, former Pirates player now in the Rays front office, reciting the first 50 digits of pi. And that was a quote, just 3.141526, whatever. It was one of the best leads I've ever had. And you should go find it on the postgazette.com. So you quoted the first 50 or he did? No, it was him. Wow. Okay. Did you know? Okay, I give a similar. I know we're getting way off track. Brock Burke, once he's a relief pitcher for the Rangers, told us of the story, and I believe it was eighth grade. He got his entire class a week of no homework because he memorized. I think it was the first one hundred digits of pi, and was able. That's he, awesome. He still he can still rattle off like thirty or forty. Yeah, are you shocked to hear that the, like the light hitting middle infielder who knew the first fifty digits of pi off the top of his head has gone on to be in the race front office? That right. Just yeah. That. Of all the front <laughs> offices to work for. Wow! And the Rays have stolen the show once again. We need to go down the the standings here to the Oakland A's to not the very bottom anymore. The A's. It sounds like you have some mea culpas because this is the show of mea culpas. I'd love to help you get those off your chest. However, let's start with what happened Tuesday night at the Coliseum, the reverse boycott, attendance of 27,000, largest crowd this season. It was awesome to see on TV, see the highlights. Uh, we had a bunch of people there, wrote great stories. I encourage you to go read all of them. Marcus Thompson, Eno Saris, Melissa Lockard, Steve Berman was there as well. Coordinated chance. It was just like a melancholy night. Pretty great to see, but also kind of like the one last big old tailgate party. And we kind of all know know where this is headed. Yeah, I, I've been saying for years that A's fans deserve better. And they basically proved on Tuesday night that they 
exist, that this is not an accident. They should not be victim blamed for the team leaving. This is uh, a smart response to the way that the team has been run. And uh, I don't blame them at all. And I hope that there's some sort of a miracle in the making for them. I mean, listen, if we can hope for a miracle, you could do worse than hoping that John Fisher and company somehow screw up a move. Like this is not unprecedented. Yeah, it doesn't look good. And of course, my apology is I think last week on the on the podcast earlier this week, I, I mentioned a joke that I had made about like, no, I'm not going to watch Ray's A's. I've never witnessed a murder in my life and I don't plan to start now. To be fair, I didn't specify who would be doing the murdering and who would be on the receiving end. The joke stands. Uh, but no, kudos to the A's. They have been, you know, a seven game win streak. Good for them. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, the Rays ran into a buzzsaw known as the Oakland A's. What's been interesting to get back to like the team on the field, which has not gotten most of the attention this year. We know Ryan Nota has been good. Brent Rooker has been having a good year. But, you know, last week or, or so, it's been Alemis Diaz, Jace Peterson, some of these unheralded guys, which they pretty much all are. Some good starts from Paul Blackburn. J.P. Sears had a good one as well. And I was shocked that this is almost mean to say this, but Shintaro Fujinami, only three walks in two and a third innings, uh, was was a real step forward for him in that game. Ken Waldachuk had a three-inning save, and it was a one-run game. It wasn't one of those blowout three-inning saves. He, like, three innings of shutout ball. Good good for him. Yeah, but back to the point of all this. This is happening in um, conjunction, basically, where they're kind of in lockstep with what's happening in Nevada as a bill heads through the state legislature, that's going to give some amount of money to partially pick up the bill for the A's stadium in Las Vegas. It doesn't seem like it's going the most smoothly it possibly could. It doesn't seem like the A's are going to get the best possible deal, but I can't imagine that this uh, won't actually go through in some form or another. You'd love to see the people coming out. There is a great photo in Marcus Thompson's piece of a guy who had a Matt Chapman jersey that kind of turned into, you know, that, that Browns jersey meme of all the quarterbacks for the Browns, and it was all the players they traded away for, for beans. And it was, yeah, Olsen, Murphy, Simeon, McKenna, Bassett, Hendricks, Donaldson, Gray, Zito, Giambi. It goes back a long ways. And so the argument can be made from others in the Bay Area and other others around baseball that, you know, if you're going to come out 27,000 strong, uh, you should do that every night. But I think at this point, yeah, they're going to have 3,000 there maybe today on Wednesday. It's not going to be many, and, and I don't blame the fans for that. I don't think this is I don't think this is proof positive at all that baseball can't work in Oakland. It's Look what you've told this fan base. We're not going to put any money into this team. You know, We're not going to get a, a, an up-to-date modern ballpark for whatever reason, and we're, and we're leaving you. We're going to trade away all your stars. You know, John Fisher got full control of the team. What was it, 2005? And just like the next year started talking about moving. This has been the plan the whole time. So I can't blame fans for not being there every day, not renewing season tickets and all that. So we'll see where this heads. uh, And I'm sure we'll have news on the Nevada front very soon. Maybe by the time that this podcast is out, we'll have some more finality on what's happening uh, over there in Nevada. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So it's time to talk about our top series of the weekend. We are going to start with a great traditional rivalry. No, it's not Red Sox-Yankees. We are going the other direction. We're going for the West Coast. The Dodgers and the Giants are going to be facing off uh, in LA. The Giants have, have been playing a lot better lately. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're three games over 500. They are um, looking like they might make some noise. You know, they're in a division with the Dodgers and the upstart Diamondbacks. I don't know that they've got a shot to win the division, but as far as like wild card goes, sure. Yeah. Then the national league is, is not uh, particularly strong. And so they are currently, if I'm not mistaken, they are in the third wild card spot. So, Hey, playoff team right now with the giants did have a couple of injuries uh, on Tuesday. Mitch Hanniger has a broken forearm. JD Davis sprained his ankle. The good news is that means the Giants are going to get to see Luis Matos. Uh, he's hitting almost 400 in AAA with an 11.20 OPS, six home runs in his last six games. So they're calling him up, calling him up at just the right time. What do you think? Are the Giants legit? Yeah, David VR coming up with Luis Matos, and those are uh, some pretty good reinforcements coming. Matos just actually singled at time of recording for his first major league hit, and this is a guy who had a terrible year last year. He was he's left off of Keith Law's top 100. And that was due in part because he had a, a quad injury last year, did not do well at high A, and then he moves up to double A, has more walks than ribbies, than strikeouts. They send him up to triple A. He had seven homers, six steals in 24 games. He, again, walked as much as he struck out and had a 398, 435, 685 triple slash. So that'll work. People were just waiting for, it was a matter of time before he came up and, and you know, the injury to Hanniger, not great, obviously. They'd rather have him healthy, but uh, we'll get to see what uh, Machos does in his first taste he can play a real center field. It's uh, you know elite bat speed. It's good foot speed as well. He's going to be uh, the, has the potential to be a really really plus player for them. So I'm starting to believe in them quite a bit. The the I looked over at Fangraphs roster resource to see what they have as far as pitching matchups in that one. It was TBD against Bobby Miller on the Dodgers side, who's been absurdly good so far. Logan Webb against TBD in Game 2, and Alex Cobb against Tony Gonsolin in Game 3. Giants dealing with some starting pitchers who are out, Ross Stripling, Alex Wood. So they have some things to uh, figure out there, but do have a, a bullpen that's really picked them up in a big way with the Rodgers brothers, uh, Camilo Duvall, John Brebbia, Scott Alexander, and the like. And really just been a resurgent team this last month from the lineup with some of these signings that were kind of unheralded at the time. Michael Conforto, J.D. Davis coming in. Uh, Lamont Wade has been good. Patrick Bailey coming up is, uh, huge in this uh, as a rookie. And then you have Brandon Crawford coming out of the, uh, of the pen, you tossing scoreless innings and, and laughing at his compadres in the, in the pitching staff about how easy this all is. So I like where the Giants are at. The Dodgers, meanwhile, it's a first half of the lineup that still bangs, right? It's, it's Mookie, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy's injured. J.D. Martinez, but the back half is sort of what this has turned into with the Dodgers is they have not gone all out. They may be waiting for a Shohei Otani type of uh, guy to come on the market. If you hear of one of those guys, let them know. They had the benefit of James Outman going crazy early in the season. He's taken a big step back coming back to earth. David Peralta, Miguel Vargas, uh, Miguel Rojas, not you know a bottom of the lineup that's going to scare anybody. So with the injuries they have in the, in the starting staff and even in the bullpen, they're vulnerable. And three-game lead um, over... 
over the Giants. Not real safe here. So good series to watch this weekend. On the Dodgers side, I'm, I'll be really interested to see how the offense has been much improved. I want to see how they do against Bobby Miller. He's currently 3-0. and He's got an 078 ERA. Hey, that's a great start to your big league career. Gets a ton of swing and miss. But, you know, something that I looked at, he had a 545 ERA in the minors. And that is always, you know, if a guy shoves in the minors, comes up and shoves in the big leagues, it's easier to think, okay, well, he's just good. When those numbers are so different, you look at what what is it that made the difference? Clearly, he's throwing at least more or less the same pitches. It's not like he picked up seven miles an hour of velo. So you could probably credit, you know, the catchers maybe calling a better game, having a better eye for what's going on. You probably got some better coaching, better game planning. But at some point, the rest of the league does start to catch up to rookies. It's going to begin to happen eventually. We've seen that with Bryce Miller up in Seattle. You know, the league started to catch up. So... It'll be really interesting to see if that happens this time through the rotation or the next time through the rotation. And then at that point, the counter adjustment is also going to be fun to watch to see if he can figure out how to adjust to the adjustments. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Bryce Miller. With the Mariners, Tanner Bybee is another guy who's gotten punched back a little bit. Bobby Miller, just incredible stuff, has not had historically the, the command and control he need. That was a big question about him. So far, he's had it. And when you have that stuff... It's the it's the type of pitcher where you like just throw it in the middle of the plate and I think the stuff will beat guys. Uh, I don't think you'll throw it down the pipe. So um, we'll see what happens there. My series of the week, I wanted to sort of take an opportunity to to zoom in on the uh, NL Central, which is fascinating in kind of a gruesome way. The Pirates going to Milwaukee is my series. The Pirates in first place, three games over 500. Milwaukee is trailing. They've lost five in a row at time of recording. Things are weird in the NL Central. Uh, the as we all you know projected, Cubs and Cardinals at the bottom of the division. All five teams currently in negative run differential. That's great. Someone was comparing it to the 2006 NL Central where the Cardinals won and, and won the World Series. And I tweeted out earlier, if I met a genie, I'd be wishing for a World Series to come out of this mess because I don't know. I would never bet on these Pirates. I don't think they have the rotation to do it, the bottom of the lineup to do it. They'd have to do huge upgrades. And last time they tried to do huge upgrades with a team that was not really equipped but was surprising people they made a decision to trade for chris archer and you know how that went so i don't think they're going to make any rash decisions here especially with o'neill cruz out however the pirates won six out of the last ten they're going to line up johan oviedo mitch keller luis ortiz against adrian hauser wade miley and julio Tehran. these brewers are not scaring anybody with their lineup the best hitter right now is a guy named owen miller you might know if you're doing fantasy baseball right now but probably not if you're just an average fan rowdy telez owen miller middle of the order not really what you would have drawn up for them Corbin Burns getting back on track, however, but Brandon Woodruff has been out, and this lineup just doesn't seem to have answers, which we say every year lately for them. So the Pirates lineup getting, I think, more interesting as we go. Breakouts from Jack Sawinski, a couple names you already know, and then better things lately from Key Brian Hayes. But uh, weird division. Weird division, and it's going to get even weirder when you talk about the Reds. I just, you know, not to make everything about the A's today, but I just cannot get over the fact that both of those teams last weekend took turns getting knocked out of first place by by the A's. Like both of them were like, oh, here we go. You know, this is a tight division race. We're going to go, we're going to go make up some ground against the A's. And, you know, the other guys are, you know, they're probably going to do the same, you know, we'll have to make up for it in the other series. No, no, no. Pittsburgh uh, hosted the A's. They won the first game. Like we're half game up. This is great. And then 
lost the next two and, and they were in second place. And then the ace went to Milwaukee and they were like, oh, you guys are in first place now? All right, we'll see about that. Swept them and uh, and knocked them out of first place. There's no stopper like the A's in, in Major League Baseball. No kidding. My series is uh, one that, I mean, it probably has playoff implications, at least for the Astros. I think they're probably good enough to uh, make the wild card this year, if not surpass the, the Rangers who have lost five out of six. You know, they're they're struggling now. Jose Abreu is, is starting to hit again. Crazy stat in Chandler Rome's uh, story about him this week that he never in April and May uh, eclipsed 88 miles an hour on his exit velo. And I don't know if that was never even once or never surpassed it as the average. I need to go back and look at that. But either way, it's real bad. Averaging 92.2 in June. So the Astros need that as uh, Jordan Alvarez is still a ways off. Abreu got his 1500th hit this week. Martin Maldonado got his 100th home run. Those are some milestones. Uh, we, we've got Jose Altuve that's one run short of 200 also. Meanwhile, in Cincinnati, they are, you want to talk about the NL Central being interesting. Man, the Reds have started to be interesting. I think they're probably going to have to start handing out helmets for this series in the Crawford boxes because that is much too close to be to the plate when Ellie De La Cruz is there hitting his heat-seeking missiles. I'm Super, super interested to see how Andrew Abbott does. Left-handed pitcher. The Astros tend to do pretty well against left-handed pitchers. But hey, in his first two starts, he's 2-0. and He's got an ERA of zero. Ten strikeouts, but seven walks in 11 innings. So some of the peripherals suggest you know, his FIP is 336, which is still good. But it's not 0-0, which is super sparkling. And then when you look at the Rays, or the Reds sorry, in the, um, in the playoff chase, they're, they're only two and a half back in the wild card. But the teams they would have to jump. Right now, the top two spots are the Dodgers and the Marlins, who were on Team Marlins on this show. Friends of the show, the Marlins. Starting in that third position, though, you got the Giants, who are playing really well. You've got the Brewers, which who knows. And you've got the Phillies, who you just have to think are probably good enough to hold off the Reds at some point. So I think the Reds probably have a better shot at winning the Central. I mean, they're two and a half games back there as well, but the two two teams ahead of them are the two that you just talked about, the Pirates and the, and the Brewers, who seem just really... I think unstable is a good word as far as like being contenders in that division. So, hey, go Reds, but also go Pirates and also go Brewers. It's like every team is an underdog there and whoever wins, I'll be happy for them. Now we go from the bizarre world that is the NL Central to the even more bizarre world that is the arms race. Oh, I I don't know what's going on here, Stephen. Nothing exactly like I planned. Nothing normal about what's happened so far. So I want to give the update for the for the good people out there because I had unofficial numbers last time. Well, it turned out just exactly as poorly as I thought. Zach Gallon turned into 35 against the Tigers, which is hard to do because 40 is given to you right at the beginning. So it's almost like a negative five from uh, where he began. Lucas Giolito with a 67. So Levi runs away with week five. He's five and zero. Oh. I don't know the rules of this and if there's you know at any point you know we're gonna run out of holes to play here for my comeback. So. If you aren't familiar with this game, we pick one starter for the weekend and we put their game score 2.0 up against each other. If you want to find out what that is, go to Fangraph. Just Google it. Game score 2.0. It's about as straightforward as any stat can get. So I'm going to go ahead and go first because I'm going first until I win one of these. That's fine. There are a couple I like and I'm going to continue to pick on the Tigers because they can't do it two weeks in a row to me. I'm going to go with Joe Ryan against the Tigers on Friday. And I don't feel good about that pick, but I don't feel good about anything right now. 
Joe Ryan got me points, and we are actually officially to the, the point in this contest where we're going to start picking guys that the other guy has picked before. Mine is just maybe a little more stark contrast because I'm taking Zach Gallen. He burned you last week, and now he's going to play some favorites because he's playing against the Cleveland Guardians. It's all a matter of timing, Stephen, and I think he's going to do it for me. Yeah, picking anybody against the Guardians and Tigers is pretty safe. The others I'm going to throw out there, Sonny, Sonny Gray is going to go against the Tigers on Thursday. It's a coin flip between those two. And then basically all of the Marlins against the Nationals I was interested in. Sandy Alcantara, Braxton Garrett, Jesus Lazardo, they'll go this weekend. So we'll see how it goes. I was interested in Bryce Elder against the Rockies too, but I, I just I couldn't resist the comedy of picking the guy that you didn't win with last week and hoping, hoping that he gets me points this week. Yeah, this is all just a bit to you now. This is great. This is going really well for me. Oh, I got a big enough lead. I'm playing with house money. I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start picking like guys that. Don't. I'm gonna take Brandon Crawford at some point just to let him be my game score 2.0 guy. A week from now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, do a reverse boycott of this game and just not not pick anybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here. We're run, running over time. Thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brian for helping us out on the ones and twos. You can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Subscribe to The Athletic for $2 per month for the first year at theathletic.com slash baseball show. Sign up for The Windup, the Athletic's daily baseball newsletter with Levi and Ken Rosenthal for absolutely free. Coming up next in your feed, the 3-0 show. Aino Saris, Derek Van Riper, Britt Giroli coming into your ears. You can enjoy that one. Give us a follow on Twitter. Levi is at 32EFUS, and I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. The two of us will be back on Monday with more of what's on deck. Oh, by the way, best prime number for uniforms, it's seven. That's a great one. Yeah, that's correct. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.